It is another Living in the Past, and today we're talking about October 1990, and I'm excited because I have a guest, Mr. Andrew, Mr. Music. <laughs> <laughs> the, one, the one that we talk about all the time is here, Mr. Andrew Golding. Hooray! Thank you for having me, Paulie. Uh, so let's go through the, you're a quadruple threat. So you got like a you're, oh. a, you're a musician, you're an artist, you're a wrestling ring announcer, you're an ex-wrestler, oh. su- survivor <laughs> of broken neck. <laughs> um, have you done any film? No, I haven't done film yet. Does a music video count as film? Sure. Then I'm, okay, I'm an actor. <laughs> Look at you. We were both in a band called Profiteers. Were? Well, ah, uh, well... <laughs> I suppose if just you... because we haven't done anything for two years doesn't mean we broke up. <laughs> we're just we're doing the long the long play. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we're waiting for every other band in Adelaide to give up, and then we're gonna make our glorious it's comeback. Like when everyone's like going, oh no, so no one's ever gonna do a gig again. That's when we'll jump in. <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever gonna do a streamed gig again. And we do the last one. <laughs> yes. And then when the aliens find. The copy of it. it's got like gold record that they shot up in his face, and that's like the last representation of music on earth is the profiteers. They'd be like, oh, <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> we 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 are we are the tightest band in Adelaide, though. We have been told told the tightest band in Adelaide. Um, yeah, so we've um, we got some history there. Uh, you are currently also in a band called Ivory Peacocks. Yes, I I play the guitar and I do the backup yelling. Yeah, no, it's, uh, love that band. You're also a ring announcer for the local wrestling, Wright City Wrestling. That's correct. Yes, I, I play the character, yeah. uh, Andrew Anderson, Yes, who is the ring announcer, which is a lot of fun. I love just standing in front of people and yelling, evidently. Yeah, just about, <laughs> this time it's just without guitars and stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Which is kind of terrifying, mm-hmm. if I'm being perfectly honest. Like, I, you know, being behind an instrument is yeah, yeah. very comfortable. And then when you suddenly you're just in front of people and you're holding a microphone and you have to, like it's your job it. to whip them up. And you're like the warm up guy before Letterman comes out. Or something. Yeah, and it's like that would be that would be so hard. So it's like you got to be the psych man for it all. Yeah. Do you do you the one of those ones that gives them like cheeky little sort of um, knocks against the wrestlers too? And then no, my my job is to to um to use a wrestling phase, put everyone over. Okay. So um. Like I, I have to get everyone excited yep. for every wrestler. Right. Yeah. And they all get the same sort of, um, level of respect and, and treatment. Nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I have to, I still, still haven't seen anything from your particular company. I, I have seen a wrestling match once and it was, it was, <laughs> it was a, it was a time. <laughs> you, I will say, and I said it at the time to you, I, I think, I still think that as a, a sport it's the punk rock of sport because Essentially, from the ones I saw, it's like you can essentially become a wrestler if you want and just get up there and do it. Because some of these wrestlers were not in the prime of their lives. <laughs> they were like they were the three chord punk rock versions of like a actual of athletes of athletes. <laughs> so like I reckon it's, a, it's the punk rock as well. And like they've all got like they all want to sort of pretend they're someone else. They're all dressed up as someone else. They've all got like their their costumes and stuff like that, as as punk rockers do. Yeah, I think it's. Uh... I, I think though that the best wrestlers are like the Dead Kennedys of punk. Okay. Like you, you've got to be, like, you know, you got to have the good body. Yeah. You've got to, so you got to look good. You've got to actually be able to wrestle, you know. But we, be effortless about it, sort of. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you've got to have the skill, and then you've also got to have like personality that yeah. sort of. That that certain something, you know. If you ever want to take Jill Barra into a ring and like smash his face into it, like I'll be more than happy. To <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> well, I got something to say about <laughs> that. <laughs> I saw him do a, st- a spoken word thing. And oh, like, did you? Yeah, it was. It was. This, it was weird. It was so weird. Like, uh, you know what? I would have loved it. I don't know why I'm being so like. Oh really? Oh look, yeah. No, he he he's he's great. It's just um. Yeah, you gotta dial into that that voice. <laughs> anyway, so this is uh, living in the past. We gotta talk about the nineties, but before we talk about the nineties, we talk about what we're listening to, watching now. So this is called living in the now. All right. So what are you watching, listening to, reading? 
What are you doing? Um, things that I uh, have been excited about recently are the X Files. So good answer. Uh, <laughs> my wife and I are rewatching the X Files. Fantastic. Um, I don't think I've ever actually seen every single episode, so this has been really good for me um, to to go back and really watch it. I really want you to push on when it gets to like the moldless ones near the end, sort of thing. Like you know when they. What do you mean moldless? <laughs> I thought you knew. <laughs> I think I've, I had a vague idea, but yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, like, well, like people, people refer to like seasons eight and nine like, as like the worst, but like some of those episodes are amazing, and it's just because it didn't have certain elements that like, and I'm not just saying just Mulder, but like you know, it was different, but like they're still like some of the spookiest ones are from like those seasons, series eight yeah, and nine. So, awesome. so, so stick with it, please. Yeah, I will. Um, yeah, I, I just. It's such a wonderful show, um, and I, it's rekindled my um, like childhood love of aliens and things. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been um, sort of dipping my toe in more like sci-fi horror things, like Alien. Nice. Um, so that that's been fun. Um, I'm about to rewatch all the aliens because like one of my favorite podcasts are doing a deep dive on it. So I'm just like, oh, cool. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. I um I've been watching. Uh, BuzzFeed Unsolved, which is a show on Prime. I think it's on YouTube. It's now on Amazon Prime. Yeah. And it's uh, two guys uh, who I find them very charming and they sort of just take a look at... Like, they don't really sort of break any new ground on these old cases, but, like, it's 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 also, again, rekindled because I used to be, like, a real true crime mystery sort of nut. Um, and I sort of went away from that for a bit but now i'm back with these two so i can't watch it at night though but, uh, <laughs> because because I'm, I'm a wuss i love but, that yeah. about you um i'm trying i'm just quickly looking through letterboxd uh to see what else i've been watching we are on the final destination uh, oh really we've done the first two and we're halfway through the third one at the moment and they are delightful they are so fucking yeah, stupid right on. i i haven't watched them in so long you should watch them out it's actually like it holds up yeah awesome um oh i i watched little monsters i made my wife watch (laughs) that with me it's actually terrible but i loved it Um, is that good um uh kevin from the wonder years in it is that yes yeah cool yeah um fred savage fred savage yeah and like his performance is awesome um because he's with uh what's his name i can't see it on here I don't. I don't know how to use this app well enough that that I can see. You know, oh, go to film. There's a button for it. I can do this. <laughs> um, I'm sure this will tell me. Howie Mandel. Oh yeah. Plays Maurice the monster. Nice. Um, oh, and basically, the plot of Little Monsters is so freaking close to um, Monsters Inc. Oh right. Okay. It's like. Monsters come from under the bed and they go and scare the shit out of kids and they have this whole like little land under like that's Do we just bust Pixar? Yep. Awesome. We got you, Pixar. <laughs> have you um, watched Soul yet? No. Dude. Kate got something for um for Chris Kringle, like a little cat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We we don't have the are we Disney. can I say yeah. We don't have the Disney Plus. So I think I'm gonna cancel one of my subscriptions. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of lame, but I think I'm going to cancel Shudder because I'm not really using it all that much. I've watched a few seasons of yeah. things on there and it's like, okay, these, either the Australian one is just shit and I should try the American one or I don't know, maybe I need to be not such a horror snob. We're, we're, I'm gonna, I haven't actually ever done it yet, but I'm going to get the trial just to watch Curse Films because I haven't watched that Oh yet. my God. Yeah, yeah. I, really like- <laughs> I loved that. Um, it's got one of my favorite podcasts is like one of the talking heads and that. So like, I, um, I want to see that, but yeah, I, I still haven't, um, um, given Chudder the go yet. Um, so. Eli Roth's, uh, I think it's called history of horror is mm. really good as well. I don't like Eli. Oh, I don't like Eli Roth. Oh no. Um, what's the other thing I watched on there? The Enfield haunting. It's like a three part uh-huh. British series. Oh, is that the one that they, um, televised? There's, it might be. It's about this. It's a story of like, um, there was a haunting in England <laughs> and they, they put it on, they actually televised it on TV and like people like were like getting, going into shock and stuff like that, like watching it. Maybe it's a different oh, one. Could yeah, be a different don't know, one. Don't know. 
Uh, it's based on a true story. Um, it was a really good series. It okay. scared the shit out of me. Um, what else have I watched? We watched Baby Driver and I loved it. I'd never seen it before. It's from how 2017. You, how did you go with the Spacey effect? What do you mean? Well, have, watching a movie with Spacey oh, in it. Yeah. Look, See, I felt find, a bit dirty about it. Yeah. But like, it's such a good... I'm oh, no, sorry. No, 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 no. no. I'm like, it's like, it's something that me and um, Ben have talked about and I've talked about on my other podcasts. Um, oh, like I don't listen to Michael Jackson anymore. Yeah. But it's like, um, I find um, him and Mel Gibson just hard to take. Yes. And it's just like, but I love Seven so much. And I haven't watched it since, like, you know, all the stuff came out about him. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's just a thing of, like, I suppose, like, you know, separating art from the artist is, is sometimes hard. It's difficult. Yeah. I think the, really, the only ethical way to consume media like that, and it could be books or movies or music, yeah. is to borrow it from a library. Yep. You know, like, yeah. if, if your kids want to read Harry Potter, don't buy them a new copy of it. Yeah. Go and borrow it from the library. Borrow, yeah. That's, that's how I'm looking yeah, at it. Yeah, no, that's good. The other two things that I wanted to tell you I watched um, were Hellraiser. I'd never seen Hellraiser the before. The first one? Yeah. Okay. Awful storytelling, but and fucking amazing graphic. Oh, not graphics. Effects. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently that was ad-libbed. Yeah. Oh, incredible. I, so I like I simultaneously <laughs> loved it and hated it. I was just like, could you be a better story? Apparently the book is incredible. So okay. Um, and then the other one was Midsummer. Um, I've not seen that. <laughs> so, um, I was watching it at night alone in the house. Fine, whatever. And my wife finished work, and walks in and goes. Oh. <laughs> What the fuck are you watching? <laughs> Why do you watch this horrible stuff? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Hold me. She, w- she wouldn't sit in the room with me. She went into the other room to eat a dinner because she's like, you're disgusting. Get I, 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 I've only heard the sort of snapshots of what that movie's about. And I'm just like, I just don't know. It's, I still haven't seen Hereditary because I'm just like, <gasps> yeah, I know. You should. Me. I know, but like, I'm... <laughs> Did you hear me? I can't watch a panel show about true crime at night. Um, oh my God, it's terrifying. I watched Jojo Rabbit and I loved it so much. I don't know what that means. It's um, a Taika Waititi, Waititi movie. Oh. Um, it's about the boy growing up in Germany, in Nazi Germany, and he wants to be a Nazi and his, his imaginary friend's Hitler, played by Taika Waititi. And um, he then finds a Jewish girl hiding in his house and has to like sort of... Yeah, it is one of the that best things. Fantastic. Um, Scarlett Johansson plays his mum. Oh, uh, Sam Rockwell's in it. So if you need oh. like need some sprinkles on that awesome Sunday already, <laughs> he's right there. Um, so yeah, is that on a streaming service? I rented it through Amazon. So, okay. Yeah, um, been renting a lot lately. So just um, yeah, have you watched? So have you watched any other Hellraisers, or was just the first one? Just the first one. The second one is pretty bad. Third one I actually really like. Um, it's got one of the largest kill scenes of a movie ever, of a horror movie ever. Oh, good. Um, and it's got one of my, I said, collect uh, the Cenobite toys, <laughs> figures. Huge shit. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> the figurines, mum. <laughs> They're going to be worth money one day. <laughs> quick, ta- quick tangent, my boy. Um, quick tangent. My, my, my youngest kid. I've been doing a bit of a cull and like moving stuff around. And um, I found out that like I had this uh, Kevin Smith, uh, figure um and it, his foot had broken off and i said so i was like oh do you know what happened to this and he was like trying to evade it and stuff like that and eventually he's like yeah i dropped it i'm sorry and then he sort of took a pause he's like but why do grown-ups have toys anyway <laughs> and my wife just was like stifling laughter and she's like that's a good question and i'm like shh Shut the, the fuck figures <laughs> fucking little shit <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, um, oh yeah, I used to. This is there's a Cenobite in um the Hellraiser three that's got um uh, compact discs stuck into his head, and it's my favorite Cenobite of all time. It's amazing. Like, I think he's actually called CD Head or, or, or CD like, Head. Yeah, because he he's made out of the DJ console of like, yeah, it's amazing. Um, so we've done a nice fifteen oh, minute intro. There is there is one more thing. Yeah, yeah. It's the um bad religion decades. Oh, how shows. do you do? It? So do you have to? Um, is that through Noon it, Chorus or is it? Um, it's just through its own. Okay. Oh, it's it's a it's a streaming service for bands. Yeah, because I, I, I watch 
there's a mountain goats one I watched through this one called Noon Chorus, which was really good. Um, but I was trying to find the Bad Religion one because um, they're up to two thousands now because they're doing by decade, aren't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. So they've done eighties, nineties, two thousands. The last one is is this week, which is you know in, <laughs> in the past. All right, um, when this comes out, but um, it's uh, it's going to be the two thousand tens. So yeah, it'll be fun. Two thousands has been the best set though. Really. I think so. Oh, except maybe the vocals were a bit dodgy. I, I liked the 90s a bit more, I think, but I knew more of the songs from the 2000s. Are they playing any sort of like deep dives or anything like that? Uh, a couple things. Like they played a couple of songs off the... Um, New America. New America. And it was like, <laughs> oh, you don't have to. Do they do um, stuff off No Substance though? So like... Um, oh. do, they, do they do Raise Your Voice? Maybe. Ba, 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 ba. Yes, I think so. <laughs> Such a bad song. We'll have to look it up. We'll we'll look up the set later. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But it, it's been fun, and because of it, I also discovered that um, uh, "Into the Unknown" mm-hmm. is not on Spotify. I think because they think it's shit. <laughs> They're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like it's bad. I'll, I I agree. It's bad, but like just no, you fuck but, I'm, fuck I'm again. This this is hell. Is I think that's on there, but it's barely on there. Like it's yeah, that's not that great. It's is that on there? I'm pretty sure. Wow. Anyway. Yeah. Um. Cool. Let's give us some nineties. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna go into the events um, of of October nineteen ninety. So Tim Berners Lee began work on the on the World Wide Web. The World Wide Web was being built. And what October. is this thing that you talk about? <laughs> what, what's... Basically, if you wanted to look up um, really naughty pictures <laughs> really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Re- then... really qu- well, if it's really quickly, you've got to wait until 2017. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> we all had shoulder fetishes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, That's yeah, not my joke. I wish it was. Um, and then we also had the official end of segre- segregation in South Africa, uh, which we've we've touched on a, a few times before. Uh, but that that would also be a long sort of rocky road, as with the reunification of Germany. So like, mm. um, there's also I know you're not a big sports guy, and neither am I. And this is going to kill Ben because he's not here for it. <laughs> but Collingwood and West Coast they had a draw in the elimination final. And back then they didn't have any extra time, so they actually had to play go play an extra game. And I think that's when they started doing extra time. So like, there was a point. Oh in, wow! I point... wish you could see my face on this. <laughs> like my jaw just dropped. So there was, a, there was a point in football where like if they did a draw, they're like, and it's in a final, they're like, see you next week, I suppose. And then I think after that they started they introduced extra, extra time, so they're like we don't want to have to like because they would have had to delay. No, I think they actually did it midweek, and then that team who got into the grand final would have less prep for the grand final. Yeah. Oh my goodness! What about improvising AFL? Like, come on, dudes, get it together. <laughs> Just come up with a plan on the fly, and like, you can add five minutes to the clock for fuck's sake. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Look, well, you know what? I've got to say, I've been disappointed in your sports coverage <laughs> because you haven't you haven't covered the most important sport of all. You're talking about wrestling. I'm talking about pro wrestling. <laughs> Don't so, get me wrong. I when I the site that I, I get stuff from has a lot of stuff about pro wrestling, but I just I, my finger seems to just like scroll really quickly when like anything comes up about pro wrestling. No, it's I, your finger's fault. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Yeah. Do you know what happened in the world of wrestling in October 1990? Did Hulk Hogan... No, um, it was Halloween Havoc... Just shut up. <laughs> Halloween Havoc... This is my podcast now. Halloween like Havoc, them. 1990. <laughs> yeah. The main event was for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Okay. And it was Sting defending against Sid Vicious. Now, when you say Sting... I do not mean the bass player from the police. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Just like him like doing that karma love making thing. <laughs> Sidebar about him, he rents the name Sting from Sting the Wrestler for a dollar a year. You're kidding. Nope. Well, that's what I heard. I'm happy to be proven wrong. Um send so an, send an email. Gordon Gordon Sumner. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Oh, I want to be called Sting. Sting's like, no, you can't be called. Or it was, it's, I think it's all in good fun. It's kind of like, 
my my company won't let me let you call yourself Sting without you paying me a royalty. So he has to pay him a dollar, just so that they. I would can love get if it was it. more than one dollar. I, I mean, I, I I think it's funny. Yeah, yeah. Just being one dollar is like, yeah, all right, we get it. You know? <laughs> so. What happened in this match, and I really want to go back and watch it, um, Sid Vicious thought that he had won the title. Okay. So he was so excited, you know, like um, uh, Sting hit a body slam from the top rope and Sid Vicious fell on him to um, pick up the victory via pinfall. Right. Right. Very exciting. Amazing. Fireworks <laughs> went off and balloons dropped from the ceiling, but then Sting appears from, from out the back. He just like makes his second entrance and people are like, what the hell's going on here? And he revealed that the man in the ring that was pinned was Barry Windham. And at some point during the match or just before the match, Barry Windham had swapped spots with Sting and made so his entrance. Put on his... He had face he had paint. Face paint yeah, but yeah, it yeah. wasn't the full like crow face paint. It was right. more like a... Do you know the Ultimate Warrior? Yeah. Yeah, kind of like a band right, that okay. covered his eyes. And Sid Vicious didn't know. He was going, hey, Sting doesn't like Sting. Yeah, that's what happened. Wink, wink. Um, it's almost <laughs> like someone wrote this beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know what you mean. Um, so because um, Sid Vicious had attacked Sting backstage before the match, obviously trying to you know increase his chances of winning. As the real Sid Vicious would have done. <laughs> yeah. And then, oh, it's not that Sid Vicious. Oh, no, no. But like if Sid Vicious <laughs> Oh my was God. In Imagine the... like Battle of the Bass Players. <laughs> Sid Vicious and Sting playing the same. He's like, hey, Sting. <laughs> you fucking like, shit. Yeah. Start throwing needles. At <laughs> <laughs> um, then, uh, so to end, to end the show, the real Sting enters the ring Hits a sting, a splash, and picks up the victory. Uh, and the show ended following Sting's interview with Jim Ross regarding the match and the Black Scorpion. Those are all words, and I know they're strung together, but then none of them make sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you finally covered wrestling in in your podcast. Awesome! So. Uh, you know what? I kind of thought that this would be the episode that happens in, and we'll, and and we will. Have a regular segment every episode now. <laughs> I just winked into the microphone. Let's talk about films. Okay, so I'm going to go through them and uh, then we'll go back and cover a couple of them. But so the films for the October 1990 were The Desperate Hours, The Fantasia Re-Release, Marked for Death, Miller's Crossing, Memphis Bell, Mr. Destiny, The Tom Sabini-directed Night of the Living Dead, Quickly Down Under, Reversal of Fortune, and Mark for Death topped the box office for the month, followed by the Stephen King Graveyard Shift uh, movie. Do you remember that one? It's like a, um, a few different stories. Oh, yeah. I believe John Carpenter is the wraparound. Like he's the guy. He's, he's at like a gas station. Oh, no, that's Body Bags. Sorry. To be honest, the only film that I've seen on that list is Fantasia. Now, did you do the thing with the... Pink Floyd is that the Pink Floyd one? You're supposed to watch it at the same time as Pink Floyd's Dark Side. No, Sunday what? There's a few movies that do that. Or is that Wizard of Oz? Uh, yeah, I thought it was Wizard of the Wizard of the Oz. Wizard of oh the God. Oz. <laughs> Don't have one beer and podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna check this Fantasia thing. I'm sure Fantasia and um, I think it was just a ploy by Pink Floyd, knowing that they're shit. To make people buy their album and have to like... You don't listen. like Pink Floyd? I can't stand Pink Floyd. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> and look, I know that over the years, I've made like a lot of <laughs> blanket statements about bands that I hate. <laughs> I, just, I just think they're the most overrated band. I Yeah, and I just don't like the... It's like... um Them and Powderfinger. <laughs> <laughs> their, their singles are alright. <laughs> That's uh, that's something for you. <laughs> you know, you know who we're talking to. <laughs> uh, Fantasia. Okay. Uh, does Dark Side of the Moon sync up with? It's the Wizard of Oz. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, that was that was quality podcasting. <laughs> um. Listen to us Google things. I I recently rewatched with my kids and like it's actually it's fairly long for a Disney movie and like they like the the Mickey Mouse like the the 
Sorcerer's Apprentice scene. Like that's obviously the best part of the movie is is Mickey being a janitor. I quite like the elephants. I nearly got a um, elephant. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I nearly bought an elephant. No. Um, Excuse that, me, that sir. I'm oh. trying to redo the Fantasia scene. Can I buy an elephant? Am I confused? With Dumbo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, sorry. I'm thinking about when Dumbo gets drunk and he sees all the balloon uh, elephants. Yeah. yeah, no. So sorry. Desperate Hours, I actually watched. Um, that's kind of cool. That's like a, a Mickey Rourke when he didn't look like he'd a bunch of stuff had happened to him um <laughs> he uh sort of takes um anthony hopkins family uh hostage and like at the it's sort of a bit of a mind game thing i, I desperate like desperate hours is actually a really good movie you should, you should chuck it down and watch it mark for death um is a steven seagal movie so i can't watch it because he's a piece of shit oh. <laughs> um but yeah, it's it, it actually well, it, it did top the box office. That that was actually one of the ones that catapulted him into stardom. Um, after that, like Under Siege was like the next big step for him. Yeah. Which I will say with the Tommy Lee Jones, I do still like watching Under Siege. I'll, that, that's the the one cigar movie I'll, I'll give. Okay. Miller's Crossing. Um, the for some for something that's set in like sort of old Hollywood, I don't actually like it. I don't know if it's Gabriel Byrne, but yeah. But my favorite on this list and one I used to watch. A lot when I was a kid was is Memphis Bell. Um, my dad was a big, as most dads of his generation was, is a big World War Two fan. Yeah, right. And Memphis Bell is all about a bomber squadron uh, who go on sort of missions, and um, they're like a tight knit sort of group. It's like sort of Band of Brothers before Band of Brothers. Okay, cool. Um, and uh, they all sort of have to do this one mission, and like one by one, they sort of get sort of picked off during the mission. And yes, yeah, it's, it's it's a really good movie. Um, it's a uh, it's the one, there's a scene, it's, you know the, the movies from the uh, late 80s and early 90s that were PG, but they had the one fuck in it? They had one F word in it? Some of them didn't, but this one did, and my dad didn't realise that when he let me watch it for the first time. Because they say, like, it's, uh, things they still say, situation normal fucked up. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. Um, so, like, and... Yeah, like that, a snafu. Yeah, but they all, they all do... They all say fucked up like really loud, and I remember my dad just like, oh god! <laughs> like, <laughs> was, I don't think he watched it beforehand, and it was like that was probably like the one of the first time I actually heard the f word on on cinema. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> Do you know, like, I don't know. I'm kind of guessing that your folks didn't let you watch anything with boobs in it. I I have a distinct memory of watching um, Interview with the Vampire. Oh yeah. Um, and there's a naked lady in it. Okay. Right. Spoiler. Yeah. Um, horrible scene. Oh yeah, <laughs> really nasty. Not not like yeah. Anyway, um, and I just remember my dad like covering one of my eyes. <laughs> He's like, He's you, like <laughs> you can see it, but only with one eye. It'll like, be blurry, and you won't enjoy this moment because <laughs> that's the other thing too. Is, is like your moment, your moment of the next thing you make is someone. Hand covering half Some your face. Gross old man touching my face. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know why. Well, I know why that sprung to mind. <laughs> I I think um, Night Living Dead, the Tom Savini version. Have you ever seen it? Nope. It's got Tony Todd from Candyman as um, Ben in it. Oh. So really, really cool. It's basically a shot. It's like a shot for shot. Like it looks exactly like, but it's in color. Obviously, very more, much more gory too, because Tom Savini's big makeup guy. Yep. Yeah. Um, the other one, Reversal of Fortune, is. We'll talk about that in 1991 because it won a bunch of awards. Apparently, Jeremy Irons. I've tr- I've tried to watch it a couple of times and it just it really bores me. Oh. It's a based on a true story about a guy who tries to poison his wife. And I know that I should like it. I like Jeremy Irons, but now I can only think of him as Simon from Die Hard with a Vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> and if he's if he's not doing uh, riddles to John McClane, I'm just not interested. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's got such a voice on him. Yeah, so that's the that's the films for October 1990. Uh, not the worst, but you know, it's just a bit of a meh month. Yeah, I'm starting Pickens. To, I'm starting to look at like the months ahead in the in the years, and I'm just like trying to work out which the slow ones are because I thought February was bad, but then in '91 that's when Science of the Lambs came out, so it's like, oh, oh. Like, you know, we'll see how it goes. But that brings us through to television. So, in Australia, we had a show that you probably didn't see because you're a bit younger than me, Girl From Tomorrow. Oh, 
I, uh, She's from the future. She comes back to suburban Australia. It's like an ABC show, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But does it wind up going back even further to like the 1800s? Mm, I'm not sure about that. I don't know. I, I remember just watching it as like, you know, you'd watch... I'm just going to Google it, see if I can You'd see. watch Vidiots, which is like a... Uh, yeah, I remember Vidiots. You'd watch... Uh, some For some reason, the Raggy Dolls would be in there probably somewhere. And then... Oh. Um, <laughs> and Super Ted. And then, you know, oh. the girl from tomorrow will come on. I definitely recognise her. But, yeah, I couldn't really tell you what it's about. Um, Was it Australian? Yeah. Weird. And okay. then we also had... A show in America launch, and it was a big one in our house for my sister. <laughs> is this what version of this theme is this? Have we got the MIDI version? This is from the official soundtrack of Beverly Hills 90210, so... Oh my... Wow. Did they re-record it? I, I, I feel know. like I know a better version of it. <laughs> uh, I can't believe that um, that my wife has not given me, you know, three pages of notes. Because 90210 is one of her favourite shows now. And she's got the whole, <laughs> the whole series on DVD. And, like, if she's in the mood to watch Beverly Hills... Like, that's what she's doing for the next month. I've been like that because they've actually started doing Saved by the Bell on Stan. And I kind of like that a lot. Does it hold up? Yeah. Well, no, okay. It doesn't. (laughs) But if you're from that era, like, the nostalgia takes care of all that. See, what I've been watching for that is um, Zach Morris is Trash. (laughs) Have you seen that? Yes, I have. Zach Morris is Trash. It's (laughs) so good. Like, why is a piece of shit? So you know how they remade it? They've remade. Sort of, yeah. He is the congressman for the state. Oh, no. He's he's like a senator or something like that. And it's just like Senator Zach Morris. And like the other dude, Mario Lopez, he's a teacher at the school. Oh. Um, And I don't know if his screech is in it because. He's a murderer. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I think most of the original cast make appearances in in the remake. Tiffany Amethyson? think so nice (laughs) (laughs) um those guys like going back to final destination like when i was watching i was like these are these these people are supposed to be high schoolers and he looks like (laughs) not a day under 27 yeah like what's with that like we just accepted it in the 90s that these old farts it's like luke perry was like 43 (laughs) but like we just accepted that these people could play teenagers and we believed that they were teenagers who's your wife's favorite character do you know no i don't what is it because whenever she puts it on i'm like oh i'll just go and do something else is it the um because what's the i should have a run what's the bar they go to or not the bar like the The peach pit the peach pit yeah and then it's like (laughs) um (laughs) how did i know that and who's the who's the one that looks like um She's like about she's she looks like all of theirs mums. Is it Angela or Donna? No, the one with the glasses and the short hair, and she looks. Oh, oh. Because <laughs> um, why yeah, don't I Google it? I, she, I can't she, do that. She legit looks like. Um, she's just one of the teachers hanging out with the kids. <laughs> it, it, you're right. Mm. Why? She's not in the top three. <laughs> well, because oh, um, I just heard a new podcast. Um, two of them are doing a podcast going, oh, tell your, tell your wife. Two of them are doing a podcast going through all the old episodes and giving little tidbits about it. So it's um, uh, Kelly. So the girl uh, who plays Jenny Kelly. Jenny Garth. Jenny Garth. And also... Um, Donna, like... Um, Tori Spelling. Tori Spelling. So those, those two are going through old... They're going through every episode of 90210 and doing a bit of a, a look back on it. Wow. Oh. <laughs> um, Google knows that I'm looking for the, the original series, not the 2008 <laughs> series. So the next um, search is 90210 cast old. <laughs> <laughs> we know who you're... Oh, my goodness. What? Matthew Perry. Luke Perry. 
why is it why is it listed Matthew Perry? I don't know. Anyway, he was born in 1969. Yep. So he, so he was in his 30s. Or close to his 30s. Oh, but he's just so dashingly handsome. Though. I mean, he is, but... His son is a wrestler. Um, <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Jack Perry. Uh, yeah. And he, his ring name is Jungle Boy. And he has this really long, curly hair. And he's fucking ripped. And he's amazing. Good on you, Jack Perry, for being yeah. ripped and amazing. Um, why? I, is it Ashley Tis? No, that no. I don't know. I don't know how to Google TV shows, evidently, because I don't do this often enough. Nine oh two one oh nineties cast glasses girl. <laughs> I love that. Uh, and I get it straight away. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> so it was... Andrea Zuckerman? Yeah. Andrea. Mm. She was like the nerdy one that everyone sort of picked on. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> My favourite was Nat, the owner of the Peach Pit. <laughs> <laughs> That's like saying... I liked watching Happy Days. I liked I liked Al. <laughs> How was the fish? Not so good, Al. Not so good, Al. Ah, <laughs> oh, Weezer. Oh, we're coming for you, 94. Um, so the Simpsons episodes for this uh, month were Bart gets an F and Simpsons and Del- Simpson and Elias. So this is the first two seasons, first two episodes of season two. Bart gets an F. Uh, really rings home for me because I remember um, crying on multiple times watching that because he is the one where he is going to repeat the th- third grade or the fourth grade. Yeah. And he stays up all night and oh. everyone goes out for a snow day and then he he still gets an F but then because like um, he displays knowledge like she gives him a D minus or something like that. Right. And I just, I always felt like, oh. But finally, it was back when The Simpsons actually sort of like, and I'm not saying I'm not anti New Simpsons, but it's back when The Simpsons made you feel something like it had like a bit of heart to it. And like, it was like, it was a good show. I think um, The Simpsons is how I, um, how I learned. um, Oh shit. The word has escaped me, but you know, it's a morality morality um, tale. Like really, like it's, it, it taught, it taught us values that weren't necessarily like like the values that like our parents wanted but it's like it was a bit more real to us it was actually it yeah. spoke to us it was good um yeah it's when i it's where i learned empathy i yeah. think like when i you know episodes like that where bart gets an f it's like i i learned to translate someone else's feelings yeah. into into my like you know step into someone else's shoes that kind of thing yeah like, and yeah, you're right. It, they really did do that back then. And I don't know, maybe that's part of the magic that's been lost from more recent seasons. Yeah. Like I, I, um, that one, like when, uh, Lisa, like Lisa's birthday, like, you know, he, like, it's not so much the fact that they got like Michael Jackson stuff, but it's like Bart wrote a song for a birthday and like, Lisa, you know, it's <laughs> birthday. birthday. <laughs> <laughs> um, Simpsons and, Simpsons and Delay is one of my all time favorite episodes because, it really not only has it got my favorite Harvey Firestein doing a voice in it, so he's the guy from he plays Carl, uh, Homer's assistant. Right. Um, he's also the guy in Independence Day that says David. Oh yeah, <laughs> of course. A, yeah, yeah. Um, and everyone like everyone knows that I like him because I can barely do an impression of his voice. Like it's just sort of okay. I, mean, <laughs> I instantly recognize it, so you know, don't, so, don't give yourself too much shit. But who does he play in this episode? He plays so this is when um uh Homer does an insurance scam and like um gets uh the a mox mill for his hair. So like he starts growing hair and then like Mr. Burns notices him finally and like gives him a promotion and he gets an assistant and his assistant is Carl. Right. And um then Smithers gets really jealous and um, uh, exposes Homer like for, for insurance fraud and like um and yeah and it goes from there. But yeah, Carl, Carl's the one where he um 
I absolutely remember it, but I don't remember it at all. I remember this scene where it's like Homer and someone else pointing at each other, like they're both in Spinal Tap and they've grown hair. Um, And then there's a bit where uh, he... He goes through a bunch of different hairstyles, but this one's one of my favourites because... It really started showing Mr. Burns like stretching his his the character out because like Mr. Burns is my all time favorite Simpsons character, um, and in this one, he does this bit where he like he's like oh hey ho man and it's like he's not the evil character he's like you know, he's 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 like you know he's now his buddy and it's just like oh man it's it was one of my all time favorites I I still I watched it just the other day in preparation for this and I was just like it's still I laughed out loud in bits it was amazing yeah. What amazing depth, though, as well, like, to go, all right, we need we need to show how shallow Mr. Burns is. Yeah. So, we'll have Homer grow hair, and he finally notices him. Yeah. And then, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Great storytelling. And then, um, there's a bit where, with Carl, like, um, Homer, like, runs up and he smacks his... Because there's a big thing about, is Carl gay? Because apparently he was supposed to come back. There's an episode that Simpsons do way down the line where Homer moves in with two gay dudes. Um, and apparently one of them was supposed to be Carl, but Harvey Firestein, who is homosexual in real life said, like, I don't really like the writing in this. I'm not going to do it. So, huh. um, but yeah, so I mean, and not that it made a big deal, but like the, the character he does is, and like some of the lines he does. Like, so if you get a chance, go back and definitely watch Simpsons Delight. It's one of my favorite episodes of all time. It's, it's fantastic. Um, let's go on to, Music. And what a month for music. <laughs> Firstly, we'll do we'll do the charts because, man, Blaze of Glory, and I've said it, I'm, I'm probably said it every single episode, Australia loves to hold on to one song and just listen to that for like... Fucking, We're the worst. Fucking weeks. So it was Blaze of Glory, but it was knocked off the top of the charts by a certain song oh my goodness so that is Buster Mood by Young MC Um, I I have to admit that I know him mostly because he featured heavily in one episode of Scrubs and I was obsessed with Scrubs like there's a they did these really good episodes where, like, they'll just have, like, an obscure 90s or 80s, like, guest star. Yeah, right. And he was, uh, Young MC was on there. I feel like I've seen a lot of Scrubs, and that is totally foreign to me. I, I don't think I've seen... Like, there, <laughs> there's... How many seasons of that? There, there was nine and seven good ones. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's, like, so much content. You know? Yeah, it's it's the, and it's, it's pretty rapid fire. Like that's mm. Bill Lawrence. Like sort of writing is, is like that. So, um, but they for some reason I always stuck to me as like oh, Buster Move was in oh, Young and was in uh, Scrubs in America. I look seriously. I don't remember any of these. Like it was Maxi Priest. This is Maxi Priest. What's it called? Close to you. I don't know that one. Praying, praying for time by George Michael. Oh no, I do remember. I do know the song. Wow. Let me skip along. You know the song? No. It's in a lot of rom coms, and then oh. there was this one. I don't know. That could be anyone. It's just that's just nineties and a bunch. Yeah, of. yeah, yeah. Who is it? James in- James Ingram. No, don't know. And then James I was Jackson- going to guess Phil Collins, which is wrong. But and as we've talked about a lot this year, Janet Jackson had an awesome year. I think seven of her songs on this album went to like number one, and this one's called Black Cat. All right. But her yeah. I Her love, tunes are always awesome. And the thing is, like, that was when rap and rock were sort of a bit married. Mm. Like, you know, they were getting like um like not all the rap song, rap lines were like a bass line and like um 
they had some electric guitar in there mm. obviously it was good um then we'll go on so, so the albums that came out is the lars self-title now do you know who the lars are no you will know this one song because it was in a lot of 90s movies You know this song? I do know this song. Yeah. There she. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my goodness. The rest of the album's not too bad. It's really? Not just the one, yeah, it's actually pretty good. Like it's 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 wimp rock, which is what I like. I like I like wimp <laughs> rock. Uh, so then we've also got coming out, No Prayer for Dying by Iron Maiden. Yeah. I can't. I don't know. Um. I look. I. I love Iron Maiden, but I feel like I just don't know much about them. You know, I know... I do know that one of the songs on the album was called Bring Your Daughter to the Slaughter. Bring your daughter, bring your daughter <laughs> do you to know, the slaughter. Do you know what that was made for? It was made for a Nightmare on the Street 5. So... <laughs> 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 And then we've also got uh, Season in the Abyss by Slayer. Now, I listened to that. Aren't um, you a big Slayer fan? Aren't you? You went and saw him, didn't you? Uh, you had some wild turkey and then like uh, a shot of cocaine up your nose and you went and saw Slayer. <laughs> so, um, there was a time where I was attempting to get kidnapped by rock stars and um, <laughs> like had a mate um, who somehow got us tickets to see... Slayer and Megadeth. That right? sounds awful. They were touring together. Um, the night before in Melbourne, Tom Araya had lost his voice completely. Oh, how they tell? Because <laughs> um, there was no one to go. Ah! <laughs> um, <laughs> so he's lost his voice. And so Slayer cancel in Adelaide. Ah. And so it's just... Um, the Enigma Bar was dark that night. No, it was Debbie. It <laughs> oh, was no, a- but that, all the Slayer fans were just like... <laughs> um, so it was just Megadeth. And they were quite good. Okay. Um, but I, I just got absolutely wasted. And I'm a little bit ashamed to say that it was on a Sunday night. And that was when I was working at a supermarket and having to start at three o'clock on Monday mornings. Mm. Got too drunk mm. walked home from Thebby, which is you know that was a decent walk and um got up still drunk and went to work did after you, an hour's sleep did you drive i don't want to say <laughs> <laughs> i i got to work and i was like i don't think i can do this and i just went to my like the person who was in charge um like, i i feel a bit sick i i just and did she's they like, know oh are you all right you are you like this when you're drunk? And I'm like, no, when I'm drunk, I'm much more fun. <laughs> I'm a gentleman. <laughs> and as you can yeah. see right now, I'm not. Yeah. So, yeah. That Did was... you just sleep in a trolley? These will draw around. <laughs> um, seasons in the Abyss. You know what? A good thing to do sometimes is just to look at the track listing of an album with that title. And I'm going to do that right now. Yeah, because... cool. We um, I listened to it in preparation for this episode, but that was a few weeks ago. Um, I got a bit excited, and it look, I liked it. Um, I I have a bit of that whole um, like because Tom Araya might be a bit racist. I'm not really sure. I don't know. Yeah, well, we've got War Ensemble, mm. Blood Red, Spirit in Black, Expendable Araya Youth. That sounds suspect. Are you looking at that on Spotify? I'm looking at it from Wikipedia. Oh, okay. Because on Spotify, it's just called Expendable Youth. Uh, oh, no. Maybe it's Expendable Youth and Array is the songwriter. That, yeah. could, that could be on me. Dead Skin Mask. <laughs> Hallowed Point. Skeletons of Society. Temptation. Born of Fire. Seasons in the Abyss. It's like... 14-year-olds just throwing darts at, like, words on a board. It's like, yeah, that'll make a good song. Dead Skin Mask. I don't see the problem with this. 
<laughs> ben would. <laughs> ben would be laughing. Um, we also had Hold Me Up by the Goo Goo Dolls. Do you know the Goo Goo Dolls were like a uh, punk band before Iris? Do you know Goo Goo really? Dolls? Yeah. yeah. How does Iris go again? Because I don't want the world oh, to yeah, see yeah, me. Yeah. That'll do. Um, yeah, I, I think I had a vague feeling of that. But. And then we also had Rhythm of the Saints by Paul Simon. Now, I was, I, I like Paul Simon. I love Simon and Garfunkel. Um, always have. And I remember I was, um, I was at a bar. Remember bars? Um, <laughs> I was at a bar and... Um, I was talking to someone about like I think I was I might even talk about this album like Rhythm of, Rhythm of the Saints, and this guy said like oh Paul Simon like the way he treated his musicians like the African musicians on um I think the uh, what's the album before this one with um oh Graceland and there's like I think there's a, like there's there's some sort of discrepancy about payment or something I'm not, I'm not I'm not sure about it but this guy like I've never like it made me not want to ever like. <laughs> show my alliance to any <laughs> like i'm just like because i don't know like their full history like i don't know <laughs> I, I i say very often that i love billy joel but like some songs like you like billy joel well he like killed people in a car accident so, like, <laughs> so i need to like you know research my heroes more but yeah i i've always liked paul simon and i've always liked simon garfunkel and it's just like i love the song 50 ways to leave your lover yeah like, like, what a tune. And um, Steve Gadd's drumming on that track is just incredible. I remember before uh, in year 12, uh, or not year 12, but in high school music, we watched, probably because the teacher was drunk <laughs> or hungover, he, we just watched the classic album of Graceland, which has also got the You Can Call Me Owl. Like, they show you how do they do the bass. You know the bass breaker in that? Yep. So apparently it's like the bass line... Uh, played forward and then just played in reverse. Yeah, cool. And I was just like, and being a bass player, uh, like into bass at the time, I was like, oh, that's awesome sort of thing. So I've got a lot of respect for Paul Simon, but yeah, I, I, I apparently don't mention that in public because people will just slap you down. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky we're not, you know, broadcasting that news yeah. to the world. Uh, Deep, Purple, Deep Purple apparently released an album. Wow. Um, and the Tra- Travelling Wilburys. Uh, released the album that didn't have all their hits on it, so who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> what amazing journalism! <laughs> it didn't have its alright. Even if it wasn't, yeah. So that's uh, that's, and then also I have to mention this, just you know, because this is also a Pearl Jam podcast, apparently too. They played their first ever show as Mookie Blaylock at the off-ramp in Seattle. So this is gearing up to release 10 in 91, but they played their first show as a band. That's cool, I guess. Fuck you. (laughs) Where's Ben? (laughs) The one episode he's not here. (laughs) He'll be so upset about that too. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I I actually quite like Pearl Jam. I, I have definitely seen them at least once. I think I saw them with Kings of Leon at the Entertainment Center. Yeah. That was fun. What about? I'm not sure about Kings of Leon. Like, are they? Are Didn't they... they kill someone in a car crash? Let's <laughs> <laughs> make up rumors. <laughs> you heard it here first. Oh, you like Kings of Leon? <laughs> what have you got there, Paulie? This is the quiz. This is the quiz that we give people now. Um, it's not a good quiz. Good. It's a quiz that. We make the rules up as we go along. Okay, good. <laughs> so, uh, it is the Geek Out game, not a sponsor of the show, and we'll probably take out an injunction because we're not playing the game properly. Uh, it's basically, you'll re-roll this dice. Okay. And then... Uh, I'm gonna. Ones. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna... <laughs> you're gonna roll a colour, and then I'm gonna ask you to, to name a certain amount of 90s... X about an X topic. I don't know. Let's Just see how it. it goes. Don't roll. Don't, don't roll the white one. Because <laughs> that's just a multiple choice. I'm not going to. Uh, I don't want to pick for you. Oh, two whites. <laughs> Casey did the same thing. Three, Three whites. No. Take this man to Vegas. Green. Green. Okay. Ah, two supermodels from the nineties. You have to name at least two supermodels from the 90s. Elle McPherson? Yeah. 
Claudia Schiffer? Yeah. I'm, not, I'm, I'm supposed to top you, and now I can't think of because they were in my two for. Is Naomi Campbell, that was that, was she 90s? I think she was more 2000s. No, Naomi Campbell was in the 90s. She threw a phone at someone. We didn't have phones to throw in the 90s. That was the 2000s for sure. I am going to check. Naomi Campbell. Anyway, so you've got halfway there. <laughs> she was born in 1970. No, she was in the 90s. All right. Okay. She was throwing phones way before. You come up with the second one. Because <laughs> oh, I can't. Uh... <laughs> Tiffany Amber. <laughs> like, maybe? Maybe. I mean, I'm sure people thought this. I don't think so. All right, you win that round. I'm going to roll. All right. And this is, the, this is the quiz. It's just vague. It's the vague quiz. All right. Holly has rolled black. I've rolled black. Oh. Holly has dropped all of the cards. <laughs> it's all three fashion trends. All right, I'm gonna go oh. for hypercolor t-shirts. T-shirts or hypercolor? Oh, okay. I thought t-shirts. Yeah, t-shirts. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah good remember, one. Before then, it was just like long jackets. Um, hypercolor t-shirts, uh, hem pants, and I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go ska music. That was a fashion trend. <laughs> <laughs> wow! <laughs> Remember, oh, no, yeah. like the um, the black and white, uh, the checkerboard. All right, all yeah. right, all right. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, what? What? I don't know what people wore in the nineties, and I was wearing it when I was four. Um, so I guess mullets. Yeah, I'll give I'll give you mullets. Um. Overalls with the one strap hanging yeah, down. Yep. Yep. And I actually find them quite attractive. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um. Flannel. Ah, oh, yeah, flannel. That's weird. Well, that's that's it. We're here. We're at the end. How do you feel? Good. I'm glad that I finally got to be on. Yeah, I know. It's I'm been a long time. I'm looking forward to. Uh, to whenever my next episode will be because that's ine inevitable. This is the oh, most yeah. highly rated episode that we've done so far. We'll be neck and neck with Casey. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll have you back. Uh, we're going to... Yeah, you just have to let us know what you want to cover in 1991. There's a lot of good stuff. You're not going to be getting... Um, I think a lot of people are saying, I want never mind. I want never yeah, mind. I, no, I don't want that because I can't listen to it anymore. Like, Why? it's good... But you have to start it from like track four. <laughs> no, in bloom. Come as you are. I've got some issues with that. <laughs> You're definitely not going on an Ivana episode. I mean, like my my indignant face does not come across. Yeah, the um. <laughs> oh no, they can feel it. <laughs> uh, where can people find you? I mean, I I always let people know where they can find you at the end of the episodes. Um, yeah. So my um. Music that I make for other people can be found at um, www.antigold.bandcamp.com. Cool. And my music that I make for myself can be found... I've forgotten the URL. That's terrible. Um, <laughs> at, oh, it's ghostbat.bandcamp.com. Um, ghostbat. Nice. Yeah, I was just like, I, I, need, I, want, I want to be... Um, an Australian animal. <laughs> what what can I call it? So yeah, um, www.ghostbat.bandcamp.com. Yep. Um, and you can find me uh, playing guitar and yelling background vocals in the Ivory Peacocks. Yep. We've got a couple of things up on Bandcamp, but they're kind of old. Um, we are hoping to record again soon, and hopefully, maybe we'll play a gig. Do you remember maybe. those? I I don't know. Yeah. Have um, you been? Uh, sometimes when I watch stuff on TV and like there's just like, it's the storyline doesn't even matter anymore. I'm just like, oh, look at all these people together, like just in close proximity. Yeah, it's gross. It's, I don't like it. <laughs> um, and if you want to see pictures of my cats, you can find me on Instagram at coffeexblood. There's a lot of photos of your cats in there. Yeah, but look at how handsome they are. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and yeah, well, I will join you next week for November. We're nearly at the end of this season. 
we're nearly, we're nearly, 1990 is nearly done and 1991 is coming very close. We're actually not going to be taking a break at all. We're just going to go straight back into 1991 and uh, see how much we can get through this year. But uh, until then, we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. No problems. Come back anytime. All right, see ya. And thank you once again to our special guest, Andrew Golding, for coming on the show and also for all the music that you've uh, provided us for the podcast. We can't appreciate it enough. You can check out his stuff at www.antigold.bandcamp.com. Rebecca Shitty does our artwork. You can check out her stuff on Instagram at Miles Scribbling. You can send an email to us at livinginthepastpod at gmail.com. You can follow me, P.D. Lumsden, on Letterboxd, and there you'll see a couple of the uh, lists about the movies we've covered on this season of Living in the Past. You can check out some of the music we've been talking about on our Spotify playlists. Just search Living in the Past podcast and then the month that you want to check out. And if you can help us grow the podcast, you can always leave us a five-star rating or a review wherever you get your podcast from. Um, it helps us get to more people, which is obviously will be good for us. Also, don't forget to check out our mini episodes that are available every Sunday. And until next time, sit back, look back, and relax. See ya.